you doing, folks? It's the Gospel of Kedison, episode 160, brought to you the week of April 20th. This is the personal audio journal of me, James Kennison, sponsored by our Patreons, with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, Wesley Gill. Thank you. Become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. Hey, that rhymes. That's pretty cool. Anyway, jumping right into things, um, almost didn't do a show this week because I was too happy. And when you're happy and you know it, all you want to do, really, at the end of the day is clap your hands. And um, that's, all, that's what I was doing. I was just clapping my hands and my wife was getting mad. My kids were annoyed. The dogs were looking at me weird. But I said, you know, I can stop temporarily. And do a show. So that's what I'm doing. I was almost ready to transfer into stomping my feet. Almost. But I'm going to save that till after the show. Um, <clears throat> so last week, let's just do a little review on some of the topics from last week. I actually have my show notes in front of me. So I do know what I talked about on last episode. It was 20 milligrams and, and uh, it was the massive magic dosage. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I I am still doing great. Still doing great. I, I know you can hear it in my voice. Um, almost, almost. Uh, I'm afraid though. I'll be great. I'll be honest. Um, last time I took this medicine, uh, I, I told you guys that there were side effects, and um, I ended up, you know, uh, getting off the medicine. And it, and it plunged me into a deep, dark depression. And I lost my, you know, I quit my job after that. And, and it was, you know, it was just rough. Well, so far, no side effects. And I'm doing great. And it's been a couple of weeks now, you know. And that's usually the telltale sign of, you know, hey, this is going to be okay for you. So, so it's great. And, and it's weird. I feel a little more energized, but honestly, it's where I'm supposed to be. This is me. I mean, this is how I act. This is how I behave. Uh, you know, we, we went on vacation, um, a short one to Branson and we went to silver dollar city and I, uh, I went with that, you know, went with them, got up early and we went and hung out the whole day and I was kind of crazy and loopy. And I, I kept wondering, you know, is this the medicine making me this way? And it's like, no, this is the way you are. You're, you're a moron. <laughs> you're, 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 a, you're, you're, you cut up, you mess with your kids and your wife and, and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and you know the kids had you know roll their eyes and you know on and on and on, but they loved it. They loved it. They they loved it a lot more than me laying in bed back at the the hotel, you know, or whatever. So, um, yeah, no, we we went on vacation, and uh, I'll talk about more about that in just a bit. But um, doing good, doing great. Almost don't trust it, you know. Uh, like I said, because of of what happened last time. 
And um, but I'm I'm coming up with all these ideas that I want to do for the show and 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 all that. And it's great. Speaking of which, uh, one of those things is really enhancing and 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 jumping, you know, with both feet into drawyourpicture.com. And I've been doing uh, work for for folks. And I'm not like super, super busy right now because I've finished a bunch of projects. I finished uh, one just the other day. There was three jobs to do, um, but I got two of them done and I got it invoiced and I got the art packs delivered. And there's still one more job to do, but there is a, um, it, it's for a religious organization and they have a meeting and they might be changing one of their ministry names. And if they do, it would change the artwork. So we're going to hold off till, I think till January. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when their meeting is, but, um, but I got invoiced. I haven't got paid yet, <laughs> but we will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, my GOK business cards are GOK. My, um, my, my draw your picture business cards came in and they look really good. And I got a bunch of them, man. I got a bunch of them. And like I said, I'm going to be adding those to all the outgoing mail. And, um, I've actually already used one, um, locally. So I got, uh, stickers printed for, um, Narthex con. And there's a place locally that does it. And I went by and picked them up and I got into a conversation with the owner or one of the owners and uh, started talking about stickers and, and stuff like that. And then I, just as I was leaving, I was like, Oh, because I really, you know, kind of forgot. I said, do you ever need artists? And I expected him to say no, but he's like, he, he kind of rolled his eyes and in, in a good way and said, yes. And I handed him my card and he's like, did you do this? And I said, yeah. And, and you'll have to see my card. It's cute. You can see my logo at uh, drawyourpicture.com, by the way. And it's the same thing, basically the same thing. And, um, and if you follow me on Facebook, you've seen my business card. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I gave him the card and, and he friended me on social media and he posted the sticker that I had him print on his social media, which, um, I looked at his Instagram and there's not very many. Uh, stickers that they've posted on their on their feed but they po they picked mine as one of them and it looked better <laughs> on instagram than it looked in real life i don't know how that works but um and then so i i posted him on facebook and uh you know it's good so maybe some rapport has been established and maybe i'll be hearing from him because i told him he said he, he was basically telling me that a lot of the work they do is real basic, you know, cleanup work and stuff like that. And I said, you know, well, that's funny because my first job was for a t-shirt company and all I did was redraw bad artwork. And I said, so I do original work and I do crap work. He said, well, most of it's crap work. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do it, man. You know? And, uh, he says they farm a lot of their stuff out overseas, but you know, that's gotta be a hit or miss thing where if it works out great you save some money but if it doesn't work out you probably just have to start over and 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 uh pay again you know what i'm saying 
So uh, not to take food out of anybody's mouth, but uh, if he he chooses local, you know, he 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 pays once and and he gets what he wants, kind of thing. So anyway, I was proactive and I and I was proud of myself, you know. Um, and and I'm gonna um send a bunch of stickers to uh this uh this guy I'm doing these ministry logos for because he is the head of of uh children's ministry in the district that i uh serve as a pastor in so maybe he'll you know send me some send me some work okay i mentioned volunteering at church well i am going to be doing a service this sunday this very sunday and i've already i'm very proud of myself i've already gotten my outline done um i've already uh, I've already, what, um, I've already got my, um, what do you call them? Slides done. I made custom backgrounds for everything, of course, and, uh, got caught custom text and fonts and I made my scripture picture. And if you don't know what a scripture picture is, it's just basically where I take symbols for every word and they're very basic and very simple. It's, it's not like the old ones where they take, you know, hey plus the, T-H, you know, and then you have to figure out they. It's just a bunch of people, you know, together. And then I tell the kids, that means they. And then from then on, that means they, you know. Very simple. But so what we're going to do is it's after Easter, right? And um, Jesus had uh, a bunch of guys and gals probably kind of wondering what now, you know, after Easter was over. Um, and Jesus had told them, you know, to go and wait and the Holy Spirit would come kind of deal. But still, the thought had to cross their minds, what now? Well, the Great Commission is what what's coming. And so I'm, I'm going to briefly mention the Great Commission. And I'm going to talk about how unreachable that that great commission kind of is for kids, you know, go in all the world and preach the gospel, be my witnesses, you know, Judea, Jerusalem, the other uttermost parts of the earth are, are kind of off limits to kids. So what, what is, what is the Bible saying to children in, in a, in a bigger picture? What does it say for kids? Well, their job is to prepare. You can't go where they, they, they can't. And that's actually our big deal. I can't go there but I can prepare. And, um, and, 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 you know, you, I, I'm not going to sit there and tell them that they can't fulfill the great commission, but I'm a practical guy. You, you people know this and think about when you were a kid, you went to church, but did you really share the gospel? Was it really on your mind to share the gospel? Come on. Um, I remember, in, uh, you know, when I was homeschooled, I led a kid to the Lord at a Boy Scout camp. So, yes, I did do that one time. But that's, I don't even remember why. I think he was asking me. You know, the window was there. And so I'm not saying kids can't, uh, but do they? The answer is no. The answer is no. Okay. But, um, and, and, and adults hardly do. Okay. I mean, I'm a freaking pastor and I can't tell you the last time. 
Well, actually, I can. <laughs> it's a couple times recently um, that that I reached out with the love of Christ and into people's lives. Um, so anyway, but but it is tough. Okay, it's hard. You know it is. So I'm just being. Um, I'm, I'm being uh, very very practical with this sermon. And uh, my three main points, or my main point, obviously, is I can't go there, but I can prepare. I can prepare. How do I prepare? By honoring God. Uh, well, I, I went into the Bible and asked, what, what does the Bible say to children, specifically? Because there's a lot of stuff put on kids um, that I think is above their pay, pay level, your pay grade. you know. Uh, but it does say to honor God. The Bible says in Mark uh, 12, 29-30, People of Israel, you have one Lord and one God. You must love him with all your heart, soul, and strength. That is pretty much to everybody, including children. Okay, It's not specifically to children. So I'm going to talk about that. And then honoring your parents uh, is the big one, honestly. Uh, because parents and family is a microcosm of the world at, at large, uh, especially of the kingdom of God, where you have... Um, Parents as the God figure, um, you learn to obey them and good things happen for you and opportunities open up, you uh, disobey, uh, punishment comes, and it's a microcosm because you create a, uh, a world within a world. Um, the world at large rewards bad behavior most of the time and punishes good. Uh, the microcosm of the family uh, redirects the stream of what is natural and creates a current that pushes kids toward good through uh, corrections and rewards. And so um, anyway, I, you can get me on that for hours, but Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, children, you belong to the Lord and you do the right thing when you obey your parents. The first commandment with a promise says, obey your father and mother and you will live a long and happy life. So <clears throat> we're going to talk about honoring your parents is your job. It's your job. Kids, they always say kids don't have a job, but they do. They have a job. Um, I'm sorry, that's the wrong place. <laughs> that's not where I'm going to talk about that. I don't have my notes complete yet. Um, but anyway, we'll get to the job thing in a second. Uh, kids are supposed to honor their parents. Obviously, it's it's it trains them and teaches them uh, about authority and the way things work. It's not just a spiritual thing, even though it largely is. It teaches them how to be able to take orders and stuff when, when they're uh, older. Um, my wife talks about all these young people in her place of business that can't handle correction and can't handle authority and uh, uh, their bosses and stuff. And they really struggle in the workplace. And it's, I think it's because the way kids, you know, some kids are raised, they're just not raised to handle being corrected, being told they're wrong um, learn because you learn to grow and change when you're told you're wrong. And man, we're wrong all the time, especially when we're kids. So my lastly, lastly, the one is honor yourself. So honor God, honor your parents, honor yourself. Luke, uh, two 52 says Jesus became wise. He grew strong. God was pleased with him. And so were the people. And by the way, I'm reading from the CEV It's a contemporary English version. It was written by missionaries for ESL. Folks, English is second language, folks. So it's written at a third grade level. And I really appreciate the language and the way they uh, have interpreted uh, the original scripture. So anyway, 
I use that when I'm talking to kids a lot. That and NIRV, which is the new international readers version, is also very good. Um, so anyway, uh, Jesus became wise and he grew strong. So there's two two basic uh, tenets there that that he he learned. He learned. He he made good grades, in other words, um, and he he grew in wisdom and stuff like that. He matured. He grew up. He also grew strong. Um, he took care of himself. He ate right. He, uh, you know, did, did things and he was, God was pleased with him. And so were the people. It's always impressive when you see a young person do things above and beyond their natural level. And that's where my closing, oh, and, 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 and kids, uh, do have a job. Um, and that is school. School is their job. They always say kids don't have jobs. Kids do have jobs. Job is school. And so, uh, making good grades opens up a plethora of opportunities for kids throughout their lives. And it's so important for them to do their job. And we always explain it that way to our kids because, um, they would often get wrapped up in other things like video games or, or hobbies or, or whatever. And we would be like, you know what, that kind of stuff comes after you do your job, you know? Uh, we, we, we can't, we can't, uh, take off time off until your job is done. Your job is to do, you know, to make good grades. And so we're going to talk about honoring yourself and, um, and, and, and that's why our closing is that about maturity. Uh, I'm just briefly going to mention that maturity is growing faster on the inside than on the outside. And that's what Jesus did. He grew, he became wise um, he impressed other people and God, um, and and you can't grow up fast on the outside. You're stuck. You're you know you're on a timeline, and you have to. But there's nothing that stops you from growing up on the inside, mentally and spiritually. You can become more mature, and then and then in comes the scripture. Uh, don't look. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but be an example. That's because people will look down on you because of your age, but they will look up to you because of your example, especially when you're young. People love stories about kids who are setting good examples and are doing things. We always see it in the news. It's one of the few good things that the news will report on is if a child does something for the environment or invents something that changes things or sets up an endowment or some sort of uh, 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 charitable contribution type thing because we love seeing kids um, uh, doing good and, and it does inspire us to want to do the same. So anyway, there's a lot of information in there, but it's basically still boils down to the big deal is I can't go there, but I can prepare and I can prepare by honoring God, honoring my parents and honoring myself. And, uh, that'll lead to maturity in my life. So there you go. Now, now you have been preached. <laughs> no, that was just my outline. I've still got a, a lot of work to do. I have to illustrate. I've got to put in object lessons. Um, and then that's the part about being a children's minister. That is, I think in some ways, not in all ways, uh, just as difficult at least as preparing for adults, because not only do you have to get the word um, and, and rightly divide it, uh, you also have to then simplify 
and break it down and then illustrate. And um, it's it's uh, it's hard. It's hard hard work. But that's why I started on a Tuesday, which was yesterday. And uh, I'm gonna continue chipping away at it all all week. Um, so uh, well, one thing that I'll add is the children's pastor. I, I told you last week I sat through a service um, on Sunday and it went really well. And I learned how they do their service. They basically do it like a, uh, a mini adult service where they have worship and then prayer time and then um, speaking um, time. So uh, all my, I'm used to breaking it up. Like if I have a three point sermon, I'll do segment one preaching and then we'll do something else like a video clip or a game or or something you know worship time or whatever and then we'll do segment two and then break it up and then do segment three they do all theirs together but one thing she told me at the end is i trust i I, she didn't say i trust you she said i'm trusting you because of david godbout you know you guys know my friend by now um who is filling in as the senior pastor for this church for a year. She says, I'm trusting you because of him. Like, and, and, and I said, I know this is a big deal. It's, it's an honor. I said, you're, I had lunch with your worship pastor and he told me that these are your kids. And she says, they are. And I normally wouldn't do this unless you have a service, but uh, I'm trusting you because of David, but I look forward. I, I basically told her, I look forward to earning your trust in person. And, uh, so it was a big deal, you know, it's a big deal to be able to do this and I'm honored to do it. And, uh, I, I think it's going to go well. And I don't know if I told you guys about clips, but I asked her about clips. Clips are my, my behavior, uh, modification, uh, device. I give each kid two clothespins and, um, I got permission. She gives out. Uh, Bible bucks or whatever for uh, prizes. And I said, can I give out 10 Bible bucks per kid? And she said, yes. I said, good. Cause I'm going to make it $5 per clip. And, uh, and so the deal is that the kids are sitting there with their clips on. And while I'm preaching, if they're being bad, I don't even have to stop. I just, I've already explained it to them. What's going to happen. And so if they're being bad, I just, I just keep talking. I go over to them and I take a clip off their clothes and uh, I just keep on going. And that kid's lost $5 of super cash or whatever they call it. And um, so that's how I'm going to maintain order during my first time speaking. Cause when you're first timers, they, they feel you out. They, they're like, they're like Raptors in Jurassic park. They systematically test the fence for weaknesses and they never attack the same segment twice you know uh so uh they always they always try to fill you out and figure out what they can get away with well they're gonna find out then you know real quick um hopefully before service even starts that pastor james don't don't mess with anything and they're not gonna call me pastor james i'm not their pastor i'm not a pastor at this church i'm just mr james so that's kind of weird i you know i prefer just james i don't make y'all call me mr james <laughs> And and no smart Alex sending me emails with Mr. James that I'm okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for that in advance. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So um 
I I talked about trying to advertise on YouTube last week, and I tried. <laughs> Let me tell you about my experience, okay? I I, I reached out to a, a a a YouTuber. I won't mention his name because you know um, he hadn't paid me. No, I I don't want to embarrass them because I I follow them, and what they do is they put out fail videos, but they're they're on the clean side. Not that there's such a thing as dirty fail videos. Um, but there's a lot of fail video channels that use like girl fails and things like that to try to attract, they use sexuality to try to, this guy doesn't do that. And I've always kind of noticed and appreciated that. So I wanted to advertise on his channel and I told him and he, he gets back and he says, well, I would have to know what you want to advertise. Tell me a little bit about the show. And I did. And I mentioned that I would produce the 32nd commercial a video commercial that and he said, well, I would have to see the video. So you could tell he's careful about what he puts on his channel. And he said, but ballpark, we charge $2,000 for a 30 second clip. And I'm like, well, thanks. I'll get back to you. Never. <laughs> oh my goodness. No way. No way. No way. No way. I found a better use for, $2,000 this week. I don't, I don't want to tell you about it because, uh, I don't want to lose my reward in heaven, but, um, yeah, no, we, we, uh, we turned that money around and used it for good. And, um, that's why I'm grateful for my, uh, patrons because that money doesn't just sit in a, in a PayPal account or a savings account. It, it gets used. And, uh, sometimes I'm able to do some very, very, very much good things. Very much good uh, because I'm able to because of what you guys do. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'll just say that much. I'd love to talk about it. Oh, I'd love to talk about it, but no, I'm going to do it. Um, I had lunch. Uh, we went to Branson, like I said, and um, I've got a friend. His name's Michael Prince, and he lives down in that area. And... Uh, we had lunch with this whole family. It was him, his wife, and four kids, and it was so much fun. And all of his kids, I said, is anybody listening to the show? And all the kids perked up. They all listened. And uh, Michael Prince has actually been a guest on the show, I believe. And uh, it, it, was just, it was just really cool. So I pulled out my backpack. I'd brought a bunch of stickers and coasters and, and business cards and stuff, and I handed it out to the kids. And I didn't think it would be a big deal, but it was, especially when it turned out I only had three stickers so I made the oldest go without, and I'm gonna owe I owe him a sticker now. I gotta send him one. So, but that was that was just good times, you know, sitting there eating Mexican food and and chatting about ministry. Uh, they have a similar story, kind of to mine, where things in ministry kind of fell apart, and um, they had to go out in the secular world to make a living, and blah blah blah. So uh, it was just, it was really good. It was a good, strong hour and a half of, of just chatting and uh, getting to know each other better. And um, the kids were thrilled. And I, you know, I talked to the kids and I'm like, I bet they thought that it was just going to be a riot the whole time. And they sit here for a few minutes and they realize James is just another boring adult that wants to talk to my parents, you know. But uh, no, I played with them and teased them and, and all that kind of stuff, especially the youngest. Their youngest is a mess. They said they were going to have six kids, but when they had him, they realized he was worth three. He was a, he was a hot mess. And, uh, and he was, I teased him relentlessly. So, 
Um, I saw Jesus this week. Um, it's a theatrical performance in Branson. Because it just so happens that Michael Prince's son, Jason, is uh, an actor in this uh, sight and sound production of Jesus. He plays 12-year-old Jesus at the temple. And uh, we got comp tickets. And the tickets are worth 50 bucks each. It would have cost $200 for my family to have gone to this thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, you probably already know what I'm going to say. I would not have paid to go see a Jesus play, but I did go and it was really good. It wasn't great. You know, it wasn't amazing. It was, I was amazed at certain parts. It was very cool effects and stuff like that. But, um, and they did a good job of kind of weaving a story into the narrative, um, which was cool. Um, and I was very impressed with some of the scenes. They did a really good job with the Lazarus scene where you really felt the pain that he must have gone through, even though he knew, you know, he was going to heal him. Um, it, they, they did a good job of exposing his humanity, I'll say. Because uh, the Garden of Gethsemane was also um, a really uh, hardcore spot. And then they had uh, a scene where Jesus is dead and, and Mary is there. But then they have a young Mary in, the, in, in Bethlehem with Joseph and the baby. And they kind of con- compare and contrast the two, you know, the mother and the son and where she was versus where she at, she was at and how she always knew this was coming. And, um, you know, you could argue whether she knew it was coming or not. I, I, I probably guessed that she was with everybody else thinking that he was going to be, um, you know, overthrowing the Romans and stuff, but, and this was a, a big shock to her, but anyway, it was, it was really good. It got, it got a tear in my eye. So, uh, if you ever get a chance, go down there, but I'll do it. I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, <laughs> I was, uh, I was counting this family that was in front of us and I counted $600 that they had spent on tickets. They were sitting in the row right in front of us and we weren't even on the main floor. We were up in the, in the, you know, the balcony type area where the, you know, the seats start coming off the ground so you can see over the crowd and, uh, 50 bucks. I can't imagine what front row and, and, you know, close to the front was costing people, but you know, it, it was good. There's, there's one coming. Um, they actually are from a, a company that originated in, uh, Pennsylvania from what I hear. Um, I can't remember the count, the, the town that they were in, but it's, it's the one where the Amish folks are at. And they have a couple theaters up there and they do their theater performances up there. And then they move them to Branson two years later. And the next one coming is Esther. And that is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I would love to see that, but I'm not going to pay the money or drive four hours down there to see it. So, um, the last bit I would like to talk about today, since it's not a depression week, (laughs) is I had a run-in with a former online friend. It was kind of sad and unnecessary. So I'm in line 
at uh, at Silver Dollar City in Branson, and I'm thinking about waiting in line. And I was thinking about Disney and how Disney is mostly just waiting in line, but they never advertise that. So I put a joke out there, even though I wasn't at Disney at all. And this will come in, you know, important later on. But I said, you know, Disney should advertise about some, some, some of the effect of their lines because those are the real magic hours. Now, if you're a Disney person, you know that magic hours are the hours that they open early for people that are staying in their hotels. And uh, so, you know, I made a little joke there about how waiting in line are the real magic Disney magic hours. And a guy, smart alecky guy re- replies to my message. Well, I'm surprised a dedicated father would be supporting Disney right now. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it comes from a guy who I used to be friends with. I thought I was. He, he he used to do news and funny news stuff back in the day and podcasting. But apparently he has gone uh, and put on a new shtick. And that shtick is I am now, he. this is him talking. I am now a ultra right wing commentator. And I, and I hope that works out for him. I hope he gets the audience that he didn't get with his first show. Um, but he is, he is, I, you know, I scanned his, his Twitter feed and this is what he does. He goes out and digs for controversy, tries to stir people up into an argument so he can get more followers. Well, he didn't get that for me. I just wrote back. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I can't keep track of who I'm supposed to hate. And, uh, you know, what do you expect from a comedian? You get a comedy note back. Plus I was almost going to write back. You're overestimating my dedication to fatherhood. (laughs) I'm not dedicated. Uh, but then he wrote back some hateful stuff about how he doesn't hate anything except for fascism and, um, and, and something else and stuff. So apparently he doesn't mind hating on, people that are confused about their sexuality because that's the whole premise of the whole thing from what I understand. And, uh, he doesn't mind hating on people that believe in abortion. See, I don't believe in abortion and I don't, uh, think changing people's gender solves their problems, but I'm commanded to love people. And one thing I saw in the Jesus, uh, uh, theatrical production that really stuck with me was the scene in the retelling of the prodigal son. And it really hit me that the prodigal son is a type of, of, of all of these folks that want to go out and do things their own way. And so the prodigal son came to the father and said, you know, give me my portion of the inheritance. Well, I've heard it preached a lot that the younger son didn't really have a claim to any, any, uh, uh, money or anything that that would be the oldest, you know, that would get that. And the youngest would work for the oldest and on and on and on. But, but, but the father knowing what he was going to do with the money, knowing he didn't know him, anything gave him what he requested and allowed him to go off and screw up his life. And he wallowed in pig slop and he came back. The father accepted him, loved him, 
put his ring on his finger, his robe on his back, killed the fatted calf, celebrated because his fa- his son was dead, but now alive. And here's where I stand. I'll be honest. When I first heard about the pronoun thing, him and her, he, him, uh, you know, they, them, that kind of thing. I was like, you know what? This is the line I can't cross. I can't do it. But I, I, I guess I'll say that Christ got a hold of me. And I think about that father that didn't know that son anything and knew that, that it was within his rights to say no, but he gave it to him anyway. And he let him go out and experience life with the treasure that he didn't deserve. And that's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. If you want me to call you, she, her, I'll call you, she, her. If you want me to call you, he, him, I'll do it. I'll be polite. I'll be kind to you. I will give you what you don't deserve. I will do that for you. If that's what makes you think you need to do to be happy, if that puts me on the right side of history where I'm not being accused of causing people to commit suicide, even though I don't think that's the primary reason people do it, um, fine. But here's the trick is I've got to love them and be ready to love them when they come back. Once they've gone out there and they found out that these things did not make their life happy and it didn't improve themselves. I've got to love them and be ready to celebrate their return when they come back. And that's what we're called to as Christians is we're called to love them. The Bible says, Jesus said, give to Caesar what's Caesar's and God what's God's. So, you know, and, and it also says if it, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with others. And this is what is required to live at peace. It's not a sinful thing to call a guy a girl. It's not. It's just, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's not normal. Okay. It's not, it's not normal, but, um, it's something, it's a, it's a, it's a thing I'm willing to do if, if it comes up, it hasn't come up yet. You know, I, I don't run into people on a daily basis that have this, uh, gender identity issue. But I feel really strongly that you give them, give them what they ask for and let them live their lives and let them find, you know, that, that it doesn't work and then embrace them when they return. Um, Christians are so known for, for what they're against and what they stand against and what they hate on. And the Bible says we're supposed to be known for our love. And I don't read in the Bible where we're supposed to be passing judgment on people because the Bible says all have sinned. And that's what I would be asked if I was interviewed by someone. What Do you, do you think that uh, gay people are sinners? And my answer would be all have sinned. We're all sinners. Yeah, but what about gay people? What do you think about them specifically? All have sinned. Everybody's a sinner. You know? answer questions like Jesus did all slick, you know? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. That's just where I'm at. It's where I'm at. It's, it's uh, I'm going to err on the side of love and acceptance and forgiveness. I want to give people the love that God gave me, you know, uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The sacrifice that he gave for us extends See, the work, oh, that was another thing that stuck out in this play is they talked about the 99 versus the one, you know, the, the, the concept that the shepherd would leave 99 good sheep to go after the one 
And it emphasized that he celebrates when he finds the one sheep. He's left all the good ones and he goes out and finds the bad one, the one that snuck off, the one that got away, the one that went its own way, didn't follow with the group, had his own little sheepy ideas. And he comes back, he brings it back and he calls his friends and has a party basically saying, hey, I found what was lost, found it. And that's what I see when I see these kind of folks is they're lost and they need extra attention. They need extra love. They need extra. And there was a time when I was the one. Okay. There was a time when you were the one and Jesus left everyone else and he focused on you and he focused on me and he gave us that one-on-one attention that we needed. And now we're okay. And now it's them. They're the one. And man, that hit hard with me. And that made so much sense. You know, Black Lives Matter is the one right now. Bisexual people, or or, or I'm sorry, bisexual, um, non-cis, you know, transgender people are the one right now. Homosexuals are the one right now. Self-righteous church people are the one right now. They're the ones that Jesus would have put in the story of, of the man uh, uh, that was that was struck down on the side of the road as the priest walked by and the the the, the minister walked by and then the 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 um, Samsonite yeah Samsonite that's the that's the right word um, the dude <laughs> I was on a roll there one I I was doing good it sounded like a real preacher and everything till I screwed this up. Uh, the, what's his name oh i lived with it my whole life and i can't remember anyway uh all i want to say is i want to round back out uh i'll stop there and say i i had an online run-in with a former online friend and and it was rough you know it's rough and i um I, i was not happy i was not happy and and i wanted to write back to him i had a text all signed up i hope this super right wing you know, facade that you're putting on gets you all the downloads that you didn't get on your last attempt. And my wife said, James, erase that right now. I'm like, I could rip him to shreds right here, baby. She says, yeah, but you'll be sinking to his level. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I deleted it and I ignored him. And I let my previous comment stand about how I don't keep track of who I'm supposed to hate. So anyway, that's it. That's all I got for you this week. If you have any feedback or input, please uh, send it to James at NLCast.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Facebook dot, uh, oh, at NLCast. Uh, you know how to find Facebook people. Facebook.com slash NLCast. Uh, Twitter slash NLCast. Uh, uh, we have a Facebook group that is really good. If you're not a part of it already, groups dot nl or groups facebook.com slash groups slash nlcast. Uh if you're if you're into Discord, we have a Discord server. You can find it on nlcast.com and then click on community. Uh you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash GOK. And if you can't support us on GOK monthly, um, how about a donation? One time donation. You can do that now. Got it all set up for you over at nlcast.com. Just click on support. 
and uh, it'll have a little button you can click and you can type in whatever you want. You can type in a dollar. You can type in $100,000. That's right. Uh, so anyway, Instagram is Instagram.com slash NLCast. I'll see you guys later. Um, if you have any input, especially stuff like you'd like to hear me talk about, topics you want me to broach, um, that would be great. I would appreciate it. Uh, again, my email, james at nlcast.com. I'll see you online. And if not, hopefully talk to you next week. God bless all of you, whether you agree with me hundred percent or not. I hope, uh, that this uh, message had an impact on you. And, um, my journal is digging deep into your soul and wiggling all the important parts around. Uh, we'll talk to you later. God bless. <laughs>